Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I am joined by a really special guest today, uh, Michael Kitt, who is the head of private markets and real estate equity investments at RBC Global Asset Management. Michael, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Now, now this is a short-form podcast. I just want to let everyone know, particularly those of you who subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or, or Spotify, wherever you're getting your podcast, uh, that we did a longer-form interview with Michael a few months ago. It's probably about 30 podcasts back uh, on, on the list, and it is an excellent, more in-depth summary of, of Michael's expertise, where he's come from, his background, and, and a general view of how, how real estate, particularly commercial real estate, fits into your portfolio. Uh, today, we don't have as much time. And by the way, Michael, that was my mom's favorite uh, episode. Out of the 50 or so that we've done. so uh, my, my, my mom's too, actually. <laughs> oh, that's a strange coincidence. So, uh, <laughs> look, uh, we, we, we talked about commercial real estate in general back there, but there's a lot of the news about uh, commercial real estate and, and, and what's happening around the, the commercial real estate sector as a result of COVID-19. And I just thought I'd check in with you this morning. What, what are you seeing going on, and, and, and what do you think are some of the longer-term implications for, for what's been happening with the, with the pandemic? Really, to sum things up, I would say that the industry fundamentals are actually holding out pretty well, despite what many of the sensa- sensational headlines might lead you to believe. And, and even the REIT performance, if you look at that, it's not really a true signal. Any REITs are down roughly 20% overall year to date, and that isn't really a true signal of what's going on um, on the ground. Um, we live in such a headline-dominated world, and there's so much emotion um, that's swinging day to day. And, and, and when you strip it back and you look at the actual fundamentals of what's happening in our industry, house prices are haven't crashed. In fact, I read a, uh, a little news report that house prices in GTA hit a record high. And so wow. I think that actually has been relatively stable, and, and demand supply seems to be balanced, which is the key Office tenants have been paying their rent and are now planning their return to the office. They're hardly planning their return to exit offices. In fact, um, some of the notable companies that have proclaimed work from home um, in the future, uh, such as Shopify, actually leased more space last week uh, in downtown Toronto. Um, so ah. you have signals of stability returning to the office world. And, and, um, and bankruptcies, historic closures, really haven't decimated the retail world as a percentage of the total retail landscape, um, those that have, you know, suffered from this incredible crisis uh, actually represent a pretty small percentage. And it's it's a fraction of what Sears actually helped, um, uh, gave back or Zellers gave back or Target gave back when they went bankrupt. And so overall, the retail um, world is actually hanging in there. Um, it would be the most impacted, but it hasn't been completely decimated. And so no doubt we've been challenged like never before, um, but we're store- slowly starting to see stabilizations and green shoots. Businesses are leasing new space in office buildings. Uh, Amazon, Telus, Shopify have all signaled that, that um, they're, they're getting back to business. Restaurants, retailers are slowly reopening. I was at a restaurant patio last night, and it was busy, and new residential projects are moving forward. And so it's, it's, it, the underlying theme is caution for sure, but you're starting to see st- some stabilization, and I think there's a few reasons for that. I mean, Canada, we as Canadians are just, we're just so well behaved. We we follow rules, <laughs> and we we care about others, and we're 
you can see wearing masks and, and keeping distance. And, and um, you know, I, I think we're very fortunate in that sense to live in this country. And our healthcare and edu- education systems are so stable and, and, and something we can fall back on, rely on. And they'll make good decisions coming into the fall around schools. And interest rates are incredibly low. I heard an advertisement for 1.6% um, mortgage rates for, for houses. And that, you know, th- that really does help. Um, stabilize um, a shifting situation uh, in people's minds, and then the government support programs. I mean, they've been really accommodative, and and um, you know nothing's perfect, and but but they've they've stabilized the economy where they've had to, and buying uh, we've bought the time that that many businesses have needed. And so, in the short term, and let's call the short term maybe a, the next year or so, we're going to have distortion for sure. We're going to have. The entire world has just been quarantined, including our entire country. And so you're going to have um, funny-looking things taking place, um, different kinds of behaviors. But this really does create opportunities for those that can adapt and, and fill the gaps. And real estate has always been a constant in this theme. It's a, it's a hard asset that every person and every business needs in some form or another. It's not a patent or a, a brand. It's something you can touch. It's a scarce asset. You know, we're not making any more real estate, and the world's population continues to grow. So, you know, over time, this is going to play out in, in an investor's favor, and it's adaptable, and which is really important. You, if you're if you're an airline company and you own airplanes, it's really hard to change your business model. Um, but in the real estate world, if you have an empty restaurant, you can turn it into a medical office building in a few months. You, a mall can be converted to a last mile distribution hub. A, and office can be converted to residential and retail to office. So you have um, – this has been done many, many times. And, and so as long as you have quality assets and core locations and you stay diversified and disciplined, I'm, I'm confident all, all is going to be okay in the long run. Well, Michael, that is – that's I, I, I think more than anything else, that's just tremendous perspective. And, 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 and the kind of perspective I think you need to have as, as an investor – not just when you're you're thinking about real estate or commercial real estate, but thinking about any of the assets that you invest in, stocks, bonds, what, whatever it might be, um, is to take a step back, think about the big picture, uh, and, and also recognize that, that things do change over time. They're changing very quickly as a result of COVID-19. But, you know, I, if, I, if I think back to the, uh, uh, you know, walking through the Eaton Centre in downtown Toronto and who were the, the major retailers in there 20 years ago, uh, versus today, uh, the stores are all filled, but the store names are uh, a lot of them are, are are very different. So so things do change and adapt. Michael, thank you so much for your uh, for your time today. I'd love to get you back on to talk about uh, the, the the future of office space and and <laughs> office work down the road, which uh, which is an interesting topic. But I really appreciate your time today. All right. Well, th- thank you, Dave, and ha- happy to jump in at any time. I appreciate it. Thank you.